Psalms 130. Psalms 130. It's good to see you tonight. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. You can be seated. I have been touched deep in my heart and been in a spirit of gratitude to God for the grace of God over a lot of times in my life, but in reference to that I say that over the last few hours, 24 hours since I spoke here and preached last night, as I preached against some things or as I really want to say it wasn't as much as I was preaching against something and as I was preaching for something. And as in preaching for something, sometimes we condemn some things. And we as a human being, we as as fallen creatures, do stand condemned in the sight of a holy God apart from the blood of Jesus Christ apart from the grace of God. And I have been thankful as I've thought about it uh, for the grace of God. Where would you be, where would I be if it wasn't for the grace of God? Where would we be? Well, we would still stand condemned. Where would we be if it wasn't for the forgiveness and the means and the plan that God had made that a man can be forgiven? I think about it. I rarely ever preach on forgiveness that I don't think about my friend Terry. You don't know him, never knew him. I don't know of anyone hardly here that knew my friend Terry. Brother Steve Jones went home with me today and spent some time with me. I wanted to show him our church, some things back home and we picked up my oldest daughter, had a good evening, come back, enjoyed the trip. I went outside after we'd sat on the porch a little while, was getting ready for church and he was petting an old beagle there in my yard. He said, I had a beagle uh, like that one time and I miss him. I said, yeah, and we call him Bobo. I said, yeah, old Bobo, something else. He said, he's a getting old, ain't he? I said, he is. He don't know the story behind that dog. That dog was my friend Terry's dog. Terry and I bird hunted all over the hills where I lived and we would hunt when there wasn't no birds just because we loved to hunt. Spent a lot of time out together. He got, had a stroke got somewhat early in life and had a heart attack and a lot of different things. I remember the day he, he, I was really concerned about him. And I'd been praying for him. And I was speaking with him and some things was looking bad health-wise. And you want to hear details about someone's relationship with God and you want to feel good about it. 
when they're nearing the end. You want to see them get saved and just live that life and bring much fruit, even a hundredfold. I have seen that in the people's lives and there's absolutely no doubt. But one day in the driveway at his home, things just weren't as they should have been and he knew that. I saw him in an altar. Uh, He made a profession, was baptized. And I was concerned, was it real? I knew his days were short. Not long after this, he died. But I looked him in the eye and I said, Terry, I'd like to know, how is it with you and the Lord? Is it settled? Is it okay? And tears as big as the end of my pinky welled up and rolled out of his eyes. He said, forgiven, forgiven. As them tears rolled down his face, forgiven and forgiven. He said, that I know. That meant more to me the day that I stood over that casket and peered down into my friend. Forgiven, forgiven. Have you been forgiven tonight? Do you stand forgiven? Is there a sin in your life that needs to be forgiven? There is forgiveness with God. As much as God despises fornication and adultery and all of these things, there still is yet forgiveness with God. The writer here said, Lord, he said, if thou shouldest mark iniquity, Lord, if you held man accountable, and he does, and yet if you did, and there was no remedy, who could stand? Who could stand? Who here among us is without sin? The woman was caught in the very act of adultery. They bring her to the Lord, condemned. The law condemns her. As they begin to converse back and forth and the Lord stoops down to the ground and the, the, and the translators has that written that he, that he moved with his hand and wrote as though he heard them not. We, I don't understand all of what takes place there. But I know his reference or his reply is this. All right now, ye that's without sin, whoever it is among you that's without sin, go ahead, let her fly, cast the stone. And they walked away. As I preached the other night, they may have came in with their head held high, but they went with their head hung low. Because if a man is honest with God and himself, he has sinned. The Word of God says if we say we have not sinned, then we're a liar and the truth is not in us. I believe when a man is saved by the grace of God that he has experienced repentance and faith. And I believe that these are gifts from God given to him through a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit and they'll, he'll carry that on in his heart till the day that he dies. Once you've repented, you've repented since. Many times I have cried, Woe is me, Lord. In the presence of a holy God, I've felt like the writer, Woe is me, Isaiah said, for I am undone. Lord, I need your touch again. I need your washing again. I need your cleansing again. I need it now. I know there is no way that I could stand here before you with His holy touch and His holy power if sin lies between me and Him. I believe that all needs to be took care of and will be and must be before we approach God in worship. We come to God through 
our mediator Christ and we get cleansed. No worship. You cannot go to a holy God with sin hanging all over. It must be dealt with. And I'm glad it's been dealt with. Oh yes, I'm glad sin has been dealt with. I'm glad there is a remedy for sin. I'm glad there is a name that can be proclaimed and preached that through and by that name forgiveness of sin can be experienced. Not one way, two way, three ways, friend, but one way. What can wash away my sin? Nothing. Nothing means nothing. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Think about a fallen man. Think about sinful man who once did our Adam walked with God in the cool of the day then sin entered in to the world and that relationship was severed but God had a way that Adam and God could become on friendly terms again. He could be reconciled to God instead of God crushing Adam. God crushed the animal. God took the skins and made coats to cover that neck that is a result to the sin. And of course we know that we've been dealing with it forever. But because of God and because of His love and His nature that He is a forgiven God, there is a way that man can be restored back and it ain't all done yet. There's a lot lost in Adam. But everything that was lost in Adam will be regained in Christ. Thank God tonight there is forgiveness with Oh Lord, he says, if thou shouldest mark iniquity, who could stand? But I'm glad of that. I heard Brother Ballou say one time that the old black preacher down around Memphis or somewhere was a preaching about uh, about the, the you know Romans six twenty three, and he says you know he just had a way that night. Oh God's got a way of preaching to your heart, hasn't he? And it's not the man, even though he may be the vessel. He is the vessel, as Brother Joel preached today. Oh God's got a way of communicating with His creatures like no other. I can't do it, but he can talk to you tonight. And he said as he preached, he said some of you want to know your future. Some of you want to know how this thing is going to turn out. He said this. He said he was preaching. That's what he was. He was preaching on the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. He said some of you got to have uh, your love story. You find many love stories. And the greatest love story in the B-I-B-L-E. He said some of you want a mystery. He said well there's some mysteries in the B-I-B-L-E. And he goes on. Some of you got to have a different type, you know, stories, different things to uh, entice the, uh, the mind to draw one in. He said some of you here even want to know your horoscope. How things are going to be. What's the prediction for you? He said well let me tell you, that's in the B-I-B-L-E Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He said whichever side of that but that you live on is your horoscope. I know that's right tonight. He said Lord if thou shouldest mark iniquity O Lord who shall stand but there is forgiveness with thee. Aren't you glad of it tonight? Aren't you glad there's forgiveness with God? 
Aren't you glad that an old filthy, dirty sinner can come to God? There's a fellow back home. I would, if he was in a talent show, if he was in a talent show, Brother J.C. Cox can, can sing the little recitation on John 3.16 better than anybody I've ever heard. He'll walk around with his hands crossed and he talks about the little orphan boy who's walking down the road and he says he's hungry and he needs some help and he meets someone and they say go down the road and come to such and such place and knock on the door and say John 3.16. He says I don't know who that is but I go down the door and I knock on the door and I say John 3.16 and the story goes like this and I'll what you know it. He goes in and, and he's taken in there and and he's hungry and he's fed. He says, I don't know who John 3.16 is, but he says he sure can make a hungry boy full. And then he goes on and she takes him in uh, to to a room and scrubs that little dirty fella up. And he says to himself, I don't know who John 3.16 is, but he sure can make a dirty boy feel clean. And then he goes a little farther. She says, come in here now and sit by the fire. And he says, I don't know who John 3.16 is, but he sure can make a cold boy warm. I know who John 3.16 is. That's where it's at for me. That's not a weak verse. That's the greatest verse, if there is one, in the Word of God. Thank God for the Son of God who loved us and gave Himself for us and God's love for sinners. God who loved us while we were yet sinners. He did not send His Son to die for us because we were good. No, sir. But He sent His Son to die for us because He loved us. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. The Apostle Paul said, Of whom I am chief. So the chiefs done got in. Thank God and all the rest is just Indians. You can be saved tonight. You can be forgiven tonight. If fellowship has been severed in your life as a believer and you're living in sin, shame on you for claiming the name of Christ, saying I'm a Christian and living that way. But there is forgiveness with God. Oh yes, I'm glad for our advocate, the Son of God, who will clean a man up, thank God. He'll clean you up. Amen. Make you different. Make you talk different. Walk different. Change you. Yes, He will. There is forgiveness with God. Oh, yes. Forgiveness for every sin. Ever sin. All sin. Ever a manner of sin. And blasphemy shall be for All manner of sin shall be forgiven. I believe God can forgive sin tonight. I believe He can forgive you for your thoughts, your actions, your, your motives, and you're judged in all of that. And God sees it. And nothing's hid. But what I, Brother Mitchell used to say this, you can do what you want to with yours, but I'm going to confess mine and be forgiven. Be forgiven. We've got an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. If we'll confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I remember one time as a boy in a homecoming in a church, a member of the church came by and she knelt at the altar. We have shaking hands and they singing and shouting and she was weeping. And the preacher knelt down and said, What's wrong? She said, I've, I'm in trouble with the Lord. He said, Are you saved? She said, Yes, but I've got a way. And we can't always see somebody's heart. He said, Well, if that's the case then, don't ask Him to save you again. Just ask Him to clean 
bring you up. I believe when a man's born again, he's saved right then. I believe it's one time. Yet, friend, many times you need to be renewed inside. Renewed. I'm not just talking about making a rededication every spring or a New Year's resolution. That's not what I'm talking about. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I can't help it. You just don't know what I'm talking about. But there's nothing like having the load lifted off. Nothing like having the load lifted off. My friend left the altar in Illinois one night in Revival at Athens Baptist Church wagging his head. He went to church with us on the 4th of July down on summer break from school and got under conviction. He said, I should have went and prayed today, but I was scared and didn't know what to do. I said, I know where church is at tonight. Let's go. We went. He went in the altar, didn't understand a lot of things. A few months later, he called me one day, said, Jeremy, I've got something to tell you. I said, tell me about it. He said, well, he said, I got a friend at work and I know where he goes to church. Ever since I was down there, this thing's got heavier and heavier and heavier. I didn't know what really to do. He said, but you know y'all told me the Lord would forgive me. He said, so I went down to the church and wasn't nobody there, but I got in somehow and I went in there and I just fell on my face in the floor. And I said, God, I don't know what to do, but I need some help. And he said, about 10,000 pounds lifted off of me. He said, he come down there after a deacon in the church. He said, the deacon come down there afterwards and led me in a prayer. I knew the work had already been done. He didn't need to be led in a prayer. He'd found forgiveness have you ever found forgiveness? The load lifted, the guilt gone, and you knew you was free inside like a bird out of prison that's taking us flying. Like the blind man that God gave back his sight. Like the poor wretched beggar that found fortune and fame. You'd been set free. Free from the past. Free from the guilt. Free knowing that you may have made a mess, but Jesus had made it all right. That he took your place and he bore your sin in his own body on the tree there's no other way but with God there is forgiveness ain't you glad there's forgiveness you're not in a perfect situation I was preaching last night how it ought to be yes it ought to be that way that's marriage God's way there's people here tonight that didn't do it God's way you may have done it backwards you got it wrong there's no justification for any of that There is forgiveness with God. Oh, thank God there is forgiveness with God, Brother Larry. Amen. If you're here tonight, I don't never preach to make you hang your head. No, I preach there's a God that can let you hold her up. There's a God that can make you know that you've been justified. You've been forgiven. And from this day forward, I'm going to serve the Lord until the day I die. You need to get it settled tonight. Don't waller in sin. He said it has happened according to the true proverb. He said the sow has returned to her walling and the dog to the mire and the dog has returned to his vomit. But you're a sheep if you're saved. You're different. You're in the family of God. You don't belong that. You're supposed to be quiet. Amen. You've spotted your garment tonight and sin will do it. But there's forgiveness with God. There is cleansing, cleansing, washing through the blood. I, I found out today that I know some sign language. I really did. I probably, if I'd have just let loose, I'd have had me a spell there, my brother Danny. I understood what this meant. I'm amazed. And all the rest, I, some of it I was trying to get with the words, but when she would do this, I fluttered inside. 
But when she said, my sins are washed away, she done like this. And I've seen a few women in my day, this would have been in the early 80s, use a scrub board. Not many, but a few. And that's what it looked like to me. There was some scrubbing going on. And then they're all washed away, and it was like this. And buddy, when it went, oh, Lord. Brother West, it went over me. It rolled over my soul. Help me now, look here. Woo! Are you with me? Can you relate to that? Can you relate tonight? Shout with me. Rejoice with me. Yeah, they went out and they preached. And God gave them power, great power. Man, they rebuked the devils and they were subject to them. And they come back and there's a walking tall. There's a telling. I mean, they felt good about They had the power of God and they did. And the Lord Jesus said, that's not really what you need to be so happy about. That's not really what I want you to really rejoice in. Don't rejoice in that, but rejoice in this, that your names are written in heaven. They're written in heaven. Why? Because we've been forgiven. Because Jesus took our place. And, and that blood that was shed paid our sin debt. Paid it in full. And that's been appropriated over to our account. And it zeroed it out. Balanced it out. And not only that, here's what I believe. Here's what I believe. I believe the blood was shed for sin. And he said when the good Samaritan passes by and sees the man there fell among thieves at Jericho, he picks him up, fills him up, binds him up his wounds and, and pours in oil and wine and takes him on down, you know, to the end and puts him up and he, he puts a payment down there. He pays that. And he says, now I'm going to go away for a while and said, but I've paid enough. He can be kept and took care of well. And he said, here, if this ain't enough, he said, you just put that on my account. When I come back through, I'll do it. He said, I'll be the one to pay for it. When Onesimus was, the, the conversation, you know, Onesimus there, and, and he converses back and forth. He says, I, you, I need not to remind you how much you owe me. Your life and everything else. He said, forgive him. Amen. If we can't forgive, we can't be forgiven. The woman's at his feet, at his feet. Oh, if the Lord knew what she was, he knows everything. He knew what they was thinking. If he knew what kind of woman that was, he wouldn't have had her there. And then he speaks to him in a way, he said, okay, you got this one over here. He's, uh, he's done this and that and he's been forgiven. This one over here's done a lot more and he's been forgiven. And this man owed this much. That's what it was. This man owed this much and this man owed these many. And he said, he forgave him, Clear, wrote it off. Which one's going to love the most? He said the one that he forgave the most. He said, you've rightly said, do you realize what he's forgiven you for? Do you realize what you were when God found you? I know the world says it's not necessary. They for sure thought that I was psychologically damaged 
at the age of 12 on bending knees telling God that they don't even believe exists. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. Yes, like it was yesterday. I remember. Lord, I'm sorry. Oh, God, forgive me. Lord Jesus, don't let me die. I'm a sinner. That's how I prayed. Have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord, save me. I know your blood, Jesus, was shed for me. Help me, Lord. Oh, I cried and prayed and wept my way to victory. And the last thing I remember, I believe, Lord. And faith came in. I said, I believe and you know I believe and I did believe unto the saving of the soul and he washed me clean there is forgiveness with thee do you need scrub tonight would you like to leave here with that relief inside that they've been picked up and threw away Aaron lays his hands on the scapegoat and And he prays and the scapegoat becomes the sin bearer, right? And I don't know, it's my fault that I don't know some things because I've neglected to dig in deeper. But the fit man comes. Now I say the man physically fit. You're going to be pretty physically fit if you pick up a goat and lay it on your shoulder and carry it into a wilderness uninhabited. Physically fit. But then you're going to be fit for the office, for the job, fit. You're going to be the suitable one. It's yours to do. You're the qualified one. And I don't know what all that fit means, but I know the fit man come and took the scapegoat and took him out into a wilderness uninhabited and let him go. And that's what God did with our past. He put it from us. He took it from us. And others may remind, remind us of it. Others may bring it up. But if it's on the blood and it enters into the ear and, and they're the cues before God, God does say, what sins are you talking about? It's not that God can't remember. He just chooses not to. And that's hard for you and I to do to choose not to. But I'm glad God does. God does choose not to. You need forgiveness tonight? Get it out of the blood. Confess it to God. Get honest with God and get it cleansed and get it behind you and lift your head up and go forward for God. From this day forward, I'm not a going back to sin. I'm not returning to the pig pen. Get your dignity back as a child of God. You're better than that. We're not above it. But sin shall not have dominion over you. So in His power, we can walk above it. We can live in victory. Amen. There's forgiveness with God. There is forgiveness with Him. There's grace. Grace is greater than all of our sin. And we all need it. And sometime in all of our lives, we've needed forgiveness. We have needed forgiveness. If we had if we had just a meeting of, of people, of, of people of professing people of faith, getting rid of sin in their life, getting the victory over it, breaking the chains that's holding them back and the bondage that they've allowed themselves to fall into, you'd see revival. Oh, you'd see revival. David committed, we know, great sin. And in Psalms 51, he started getting it right with God. Lord, cleanse me, purge me, wash me. Put the right heart in me. Put the right spirit in me. Don't take, Lord, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. He said, if you'll do this, Lord, he said, I'll teach transgressors 
thy ways. And if you'll do this for me, Lord, he said, sinners will be converted. I'll affirm tonight if the church would repent, sinners would, would see. Sinners would see. People have related and preached the gospel and used analogies and used expressions as they, as they would in life. But the old lamps in the day, back in the day, I don't know much about a coal oil lamp, but the people in the 30s, 40s, in the 50s, and, and even on later in the years prior, remember that if they wasn't living that way. And the old preachers would tell folks, your globe smoked up and your light ain't shining out. You need your globe cleaned. You need to trim your wick. They was preaching that when I first started and I'd sit there and I didn't know what they fully meant. You got to study that stuff to understand. But you know what I'm talking about. When it's all smoked up, the, 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 the glass or the outside, the bowl or whatever you want to call it, it's black and all tarred up and smoked up. And that light inside of God that's supposed to shine into this dark world is, is dim. And our light is dim because of sin. There's forgiveness with God. God does not put His finger on your sin and call it, call it out to you and then walk off and leave you. He gave a remedy. He made a way that it could be. He dealt with it. He dealt with it. And it's going to be dealt with. It either was dealt with at Calvary or it'll be dealt with in the future. That's right. And if that, that dealing of God, Isaiah 53, it pleased God to bruise him, how, why would God do that? Because it was a substitutionary atonement. It was our sins that God was angry at. And all of that was laid up. He laid upon Him the iniquity of us all. That's why you can come to an altar of repentance, not a piece of wood, but a place. You can come not just forward, but you can approach God now. And the sacrifice has been provided. Jesus is the altar. And you come where the sacrifice has been provided, to which was a judgment seat, but is now a mercy seat. Amen. And God hovers over it and looks, can look through and He sees the blood that's been applied and there's mercy for you now. Outside of that, there's judgment. But there's mercy for you. Mercy is extended and offered to you because Jesus went to Calvary and paid for it. Amen. That's how there can be forgiveness with God. There is forgiveness with God. Amen. There is forgiveness with thee. Oh, Lord, he says. Aren't you glad there's forgiveness with God? I'd like to preach another hour. I love this subject, but it's just moved off of me. But I'm so thankful that I've been forgiven. I stand forgiven in the presence of God. I stand forgiven. When he sees me, he sees the blood. One day I texted my friends in a group text and told them I loved them. And I said, I can tell you right now, as far as I know, there ain't one thing between me and my Lord. I said, all sins have been confessed. And all sins have been forgiven. It's a good way to feel. It's a good way to live. It's the only way to live. 
Oh, ain't it wonderful that we can be forgiven? How many tonight need forgiveness? How many tonight is glad that there is forgiveness with thee? Oh, tonight. Brother Hanley, I'm going to let you come. You take it. You know, I think you'll know what needs to be done. I'm glad tonight there is forgiveness with God. I'm glad there's grace. Amen. There's grace. Thank God tonight. You know what.